0: Setting the agenda on and off the field. Your favourite Irish Examiner GAA podcasts. Dalo's Hurling Show with Anthony Daly, Mark Landers and TJ Ryan and the Gaelic Football Show hosted by Paul Rouse and James Horan. Join us each week for brilliant guests, all the latest news, views, debate and a bit of banter on the side. Now exclusively available as part of an Irish Examiner subscription. Subscribe to listen on irishexaminer.com forward slash GAA podcasts.
1: A, a, a grain of rice, a, a, a grain of rice, is going to tip the scale. Just remember that then. On, There's a small bit of a needle there. Now, come on, Mayo, you've got to get Andy Moran into the game. For mission, what's
0: the show? Mission, what's the show? Then
1: we're no longer the whipping boys of Munster.
2: Morning, folks. Uh, How are y'all? Beautiful, sunny morning here in West Clare. Thursday, the 20th of April, the eve of the championship. Um, Not too sure I like it on the 23rd or 22nd of April. Marco loves it, but uh, we are here and it is what it is. And if the weather holds up, we'll pretend it's June like it used to be. (laughs) And uh, we'll drive on with it and very exciting games to come. Delighted uh, to be joined again. Uh by Derek McGrath. Derek, how are you this morning?
1: Not a bother. Um I'm in school here. I won't say I'm on the mitch or on the duck, but I'm I've an hour and a bit off, we say, from school. So <laughs> right, right, I'm located it's... up in the brothers' quarters here, up in up in, in the school. So That's the decor dope. is not the decor in the background is not my own.
2: Are the Christian brothers still <laughs> living there, Derek. I, I obviously went to Flannan's, and, and there's no yeah, more brothers yeah, yeah. obviously in Flannons now and things, you know.
1: Yeah, we're very lucky. We've six six brothers work or you know living and working here i suppose and you know not not teaching now not actively teaching but um yeah, yeah brother ben and brother tom are, are provincial and, and assistant provincial in, in the in the order in in ireland and england and malta so yeah there's we're on their corridor here they kind of have private quarters kind of uh, within the building so yeah probably one of the only schools with five or six brothers still remaining in in the school you know
2: yeah unbelievable yeah not your first time going on the Mitch in all the years in De La Salle.
1: Yeah, <laughs> No, no, no. Any of our younger it. listeners from De La Salle <laughs> you can tune out now for, for a <laughs> minute No, not the first time. No, not, not the last time, probably. But look, we, we like,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we yeah delighted to say, lads, um the two bocos are here as well. Um, from this is our last show, actually, which would be kind of free to air, um, from Monday on, uh, it'll be for subscribers. Uh, to the Irish Examiner uh, exclusively so uh, you get savage value for that lads uh, you get the football show the hurling show all the articles in the newspaper uh, from in the McAvoy to Derek to, to Liam Sheedy Owen Cadigan John Fogarty Owen Cormacan uh, you will get access to the Cork Little All Ireland Championship when it comes around live and exclusive you get all that with your subscription so uh, I think it's 80 quid for the year, which is unbelievable value. I think you can pay a tenner for the first 10 weeks. So, uh, great value, lads. And uh, we'd, we'd, we'd love it if our listeners stayed with us, obviously. Um, we think we provide a bit of crack. You'll get football and hurling pods every week during the championship and obviously right through the year at various times. Uh, live shows as well, which will be coming up uh, as the summer goes on. And that, um, So, lads, you're well, the two e I heard TJ despite being a bit jet lagged, you played a stormer in a day in my absence. I out injured. You caused the injury many years ago with a dirty pull in a National League <laughs> the, uh, it flared up again over a solid turf and uh, I couldn't walk. So but you, you managed TJ there top of the
0: stage. I did I did I managed. I, I I like most things in life, it wasn't the same without you for sure. We poked <laughs> it out as best we could. Uh, we had good guests who who kept things flowing. Uh, we had uh, Davy Burke, obviously uh, fresh after his cruciate. Um, yes. My brother, Donnie, my brother Donnie and Marco kept us entertained. We had the great Dan Demand from Waterford. And we had a very able deputy from Clare in the great Niall Gilligan. So it was good fun.
2: Yeah, and uh, on that, Marco, is there any truth in the rumour? Because people in Clare won't believe me during the week that you got 200 quid off Niall Gilligan for the Come On Racing Club. Now hold it now, well, Hoagie was an achievement, Marco. I'm going to give you that one now, <laughs> but Gilligan like goes and, to entry every year and Cheltenham and all that, you know, he goes to Cheltenham anyway and he's a, he's a, he's a racing man like, but he parted, part to 200 quid like.
3: Well, like you would have to say Hoagie was a massive achievement last year to squeeze the 200 from him, right, and then for him to sign up again, yes, this year without any major resistance was a double bonus.
2: Shame but we,
3: were, we were put to the pin of our caller side night with Gilly. Now, I, I'd have to say, yeah. your, your confirmation at two o'clock in the morning that he wasn't there was no chance he was going to pay the 200 euros just gave me the little bit of impetus I needed to push him over the line. Now, I think his buddy Tommy Liddy was there as well. And the fact that he was trying to sign up, and yeah, we paid had a, Tommy paid straight away, as did Aiden Tierney. Now. In fairness, Tierney Talks was there on the night and he said, this seems like a racing club that I would like to get involved with. And he signed up. So Gilly was in a very bad position. He's was to the wall. He actually had to go to the toilet to take a break to see could he gather a bit of oxygen to come back and say I'm not going to pay. So it all revolved around the gaffer on the night, Conor Fitzgerald. Gilly said to Fitzy, Fitzy, are you in this racing club? Oh, of course I am, Gilly. Well, I'll have to join, so if Conor fits in, because Conor makes no mistake. <laughs> so he duly I,
0: I, I signed think, up. I think yeah, he shows yeah. the value, Mac. They, they saw
2: the value, didn't they, for €200? Oh,
3: with yeah. three, three the houses. Guild,
2: no, the gil the the to park with part of €200, euro, TJ. If he if he was getting a, a house for €200, euro, he'd have to check it three times. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: In fairness in fairness, he he parted now. Dela, I'll have to say, there is very little excuse for you now not turning up on Saturday night like you'd a twisted ankle, you'd a small bit of swelling, and here's David Buck coming from Galway after having a cruciate ligament, right? A (laughs) cruciate Hey and his partner is expecting a couple of months' time and he could make it down and you couldn't come and a jazz. There's no excuse here. No, but anyway, no. you're right. The Able Deputy stepped in. He did a great job. A couple of months' time, I was playing against Tulla in the quarter final of the championship,
2: and Eilish was given given Bertuna inside the regional <laughs> maternity. Will you go there? Yeah, will you talk to you sacrificing Orland <laughs> for births and all that stuff? Will you oh, go? Yeah, uh, mm. yeah, yeah. No, I tell you, that's why I was awake at two o'clock sending you a picture of Gilly buying around in the Hinch famously. <laughs>
3: Land <laughs> time oh, I going
2: to the bear. I'd, I'd have fallen off the stage, brother I swear to God I was in agony with it But it's coming around It's coming around Boot has to come off uh, tomorrow So we'll be back gently walking I think And back to the sea I think tomorrow is the plan You'll be We're okay with temperature Yeah, yeah, yeah Ready ready for the weekend Where I will be watching Waterford and Limerick From... Um, the hurling stronghold of Dr Hyde Park on Sunday. <laughs> that's dim, dims the ways of it, Derek, You know yourself. Uh, yeah, that's 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 the outside broadcast is where uh, Ross Common played Galway. So myself and Liam, Cheely have to make our way to the Hyde uh, sure. on Sunday. It's not ideal, but sure, look, that's that's the way of it. We we know the crack there.
0: And and like, <laughs> this is kind of one of the times that you probably will really miss out because. I'm not sure if we're starting with this game or not because I'm kind of excited, looking forward to the formation of what Waterford and Davey come up with, and what mm. way will he set up against Limerick? And obviously, he's had five weeks to prepare for it, so I'd say you won't get maybe the full picture on TV. You, you, you will be rel- relying on maybe being yeah. there and watching the full carry on. So you'd like to be behind the
2: goal, actually. You know? Yeah,
0: I think strategically, yeah. this could be this will be interesting.
2: But Derek is going to tell us everything that he knows about hey, it. <laughs> I <mean, I> <laughs> <laughs> it's a great week, Marco. You're still happy enough that uh, you know you beat us in the twenties last night. I will. You only levelled it up because we beat you in the minor the previous night. But uh, you know, the likes of Adam Hogan couldn't play with the seven day rule championship down on top of twenty third, twenty second for Leinster of April. You're happy. You're still happy with all that. You are.
3: I'm very happy with it, Taylor, that uh, I know that the GA are protecting the club player, 97% of our players are, are club players, and they will have kind of four or five months at the back end of the year, they'll have the, rest, the worst of the weather, I would imagine as well, like you always know, have. Uh, in November and December, so, yeah, but sure, look, they have their chance, and, and clubs are being given the opportunity to get their structures in place, and, you know, I think the, the, the club player will be very, very happy. And I think the, the county manager is actually happy in his own right because he has exclusive use of the players yeah. kind of from the first week of January to the end of the championship. So, so there's only one team can win the All Island, Anthony. There'll be two competing and an extra two or three weeks at the end. I don't think that makes any difference from one or two clubs or one or two counties. I think still the most important part of GA is the club, first and foremost. And once we protect the club, I think everything else will fall into place after that. So I am very happy. Will I'm the Cork champions?
2: Forward. Will the Cork champions this year win a round of Munster Club? Uh,
3: well, I think if they if they had a bit of luck last year, I think they should have beaten Valley A. Uh, if I get, yeah. yeah, if you see yeah. it long enough, like if we we'll go in, like you know, so, a, Johnny Clinch will be very happy so.
2: with that. list then, Derek from Clarehaven. <laughs> <laughs>
3: And and the fact that, in fairness, you pointed out to us that they're drawing from a good few football clubs in a big, big area and fellas travelling 25 miles there with the club. I wasn't aware of that now. You know,
2: yeah. So it's just Tony. It's just Tony played. Kelly's club now. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> you should already yeah, know yeah, what yeah. club Tony Kelly played with for about the last twelve years. Like you know. Well, <laughs> uh, if a fellow
3: says know. I want to meet, I want to meet you for a cup of tea in a sandwich you might have to travel ten or twelve miles to go and meet him? Like it, it isn't like killer that you might only have to travel five hundred yards to get to meet a fellow. Like so. Yeah.
2: so that's, uh, we're yeah. But the lads it's go the bells, into them. The Ballier, Ballier doesn't move back west. stays it is, and the lads go into them. Mm-hmm. So by choice, okay. they want to hurl uh, so they go in there yeah fair play lads uh, an exciting week TJ obviously we'll go uh, with the order um, it's Leinster Saturday um, probably just not as exciting as the Munster Fair but still massive games obviously we, we probably will expect that Kenny will have enough for Westmead in all and you know uh, bounce back from the league I'd say and, a uh, huge game in Salt Hill and, and, and an equally huge game in Belfast. I, I think it's, it's it's a massive one. I think everyone in Dublin Ga, you know, forewarned, I suppose, is forearmed or you know, so they they know what they're going up to. But uh, they're two huge games uh, in the context of the overall Leinster, the 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 battle for the top three
0: They certainly are, and I suppose we were chatting to David Brooke on on Saturday night about maybe the Munster Championship being better than the Leinster Championship and in fairness to David he gave us back plenty but not even though recognising that the Munster Championship was so tough and he said if they happen to be in the Munster Championship he said they'd rather to uh, be in the county that they are but yeah and he recognised it's a huge game like um, obviously we, we, we've we beaten to death the league and form and and again we were talking about that some of the counties would be in the stewards' room for the non-trials rule in the league if it was harsh race. And you know what I'm Because it definitely felt like that. Definitely, people had an eye on this weekend from a long way out, and they got what they wanted out of the league. Everybody wanted to build a panel. They wanted to see extra players. They wanted to try one or two things. And I don't think they wanted to engage in competitive fair like league semi-final or final. That, that's that's what it looked like. And if that's the case. Like say, from our point of view, and maybe unfortunately for the managers, is judgment day is coming now because these next two weekends are going to be hugely key for managers and everything that they've done up to date. If it goes their way next two weekends, what they've done they're vindicated and everything was right. If they get a bit look unlucky at next two weekends, unfortunately everything they did was wrong. So it's short time. Um, they, they are two huge games in in, in the Leinster Championship. Um, we on Saturday night were giving Antrim a chance They are very very difficult to beat in Corrigan Park Um, it's a tough a tough game for Dublin and Michal Donoghue Um, he looked at a lot of players as well and like is this a year that potentially Antrim can get into the first three I'd say they'll definitely be secretly eyeing it and giving themselves a chance and equally the other game like you, you would say the advantages with Galway, certainly maybe on last year's form and the fact that it's in Salt Hill. But slippery all the same. And and, and you know, Dara, I said you said before about everything that's gone on even in the challenge game and stuff, could could he kind of maybe invigorate the dressing room to get one twist out of these? And you know, the first game, like in any competition, I think everybody likes to win because it gives confidence to what you're doing, it gives confidence to the setup, it gives control to the manager to say, Look, I know what I'm doing here. So, everybody will be out for the win this weekend to get the ball rolling.
2: Yeah. Um, Derek, just, you might have a better insight than we have now. I don't know. Uh, the Wexford situation, obviously, they, they were decimated during the league and we made a fair bit of it on the show, I suppose, that without key names you know that were injured, the, the O'Hanlon's, the Chins at various times, the McDonald's, um, that didn't maybe have the depth that others have. Yeah. How were they fixed, do you know, facing into Salt Hill in terms of bodies and and uh what he'd be able to name tomorrow evening?
1: Yeah, um I was actually down to Harriers now last night, yesterday evening. You know, still I'm only down there once a week, we'd say, just with, involving with the Dublin twenty. So I'd, you know, I'd be I'd be on the ground there, but you wouldn't like anything else, you wouldn't I haven't seen Chin for a couple of weeks, you know, in terms of just he he often pops in on a Monday night, and I'm I'm not down there on a Monday night, but um Look, they're they're probably as pessimistic as we are in Water in terms of their chances ahead of the championship. They seem to be kind of, you know, in terms of the general air is is one of one of kind of pessimism. I was talking to Larry O'Gorman down there last night. They were kind of saying, "Oh, geez, we're we're going to struggle, etc." But no more than the point TJ made about the, the galvanising of the team. And and I think the, the interesting thing about the Wexford one is it's probably a. I, I spoke to Exford a couple of years ago. For instance, two years. ago. was just I, I wasn't interviewed. Now I was just I just spoke to him in in, in the, the run up to the job, and I was kind of, you know, as as ye all know, you can't be half in for these jobs. So I, I went there with the with my hands yeah. in my pocket, no no presentation, no kind of plan or anything. But the general air there was that it was a continuity project. That it'd be the same team as such. You know, you know, uh, Liam Ryan at fullback, Matthew Hanlon, you know, all, the Rex in the in the foreline, Chin in the fore, Rory O'Connor, Connor McDonald. So I think what Dara tried to do is he tried to probably infuse some guys during the league, even though he was taking a few pummelings. And then when the pressure heaps for the Cork League game, they put the full team out and they, got the, they went back to probably seven at the back with, with Dio Keefe yeah. sweeping, et cetera. They went back to what they largely did under Davy with a kind of a, maybe a little bit of a different spin on it. So I, I think you'll see, you'll see the same numbers you know, or the same names, I suppose, that you've seen for the, for the last couple of years. Maybe... Um, maybe Connor Murphy from 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 Horace Wood, or perhaps even Richie Lawler from the Harriers, might see action. But other than that, I see you'd say I'd say you'd see twelve or thirteen. I think there was a doubt over one of the wrecks in terms of injury, but other than that, I think they they've everybody back fit and fit and healthy. So I think they'll fancy it. You know, I, no more than the Waterford match where Waterford are thirteen to two. I think Wexford are, are nine to two in a, in a two-horse race with a gale of a breeze up in Pierce Pierce Stadium. Yeah. You know, it's. I, I think they'll fancy it, you know. In 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 a kind of a, they'll see themselves as having a real chance up up in up in up in Galway as well. So I'd say largely you'll see the same amount of bodies to answer the question.
2: Yeah, and that's crucial to them, I think. You know that that they can trust each other and they, you know they give clear bags of it last year in the quarter final. Probably should have won that game realistically. Mm-hmm. Just clear turned the screw with, with with what they had went off the field in terms of injuries as well. I think was decisive. Uh, on that day and uh, Shannon Donald I think took the game by the scruff of their neck but I was impressed with them overall that day and uh the, especially the use of chin inside at the edge of the square I thought was really effective and that could be yeah. something obviously Galway have a big and Mark from Galway's point of view like I know you met David there sad night like the, the big expectations obviously they rattled Limerick right last year in the semi-final and uh you Know they didn't, they, they might have been one of the ones you would have accused of handbrake on, handbrake off stuff in the league. Uh, you you very definitely picked out a couple of counties for that. Um,
3: your own county, in particular, yeah,
2: know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you have to include Sheffield like, in that like, as well. Like, I,
3: yes, I, I tell you, like the way you put the handbrake on against Limerick and then you went up to Wexford and you paid the living land out of them, six goals. Like, I mean, just incredible how. He, he turned inside out. Like, I mean, if he again. Team, if this was racing, Tom, you definitely have got a suspension and a fine. The trainer would have got a fine, and the team would be suspended for at least a
2: month. <laughs> no, no, no suspended. <laughs> yeah, yeah look, Galway, it's, Galway it's, as well were a mixed bag, and I suppose they did they did come in. Sorry, right, uh, the, the second last weekend, and there was nothing to play for really, um, but they did good. turn in. I think they were down eight points to one that day. And turned it around and won yeah. by four or five. So I,
3: I just think it, in in Galway's situation last year, obviously Henry went in there as a new manager. Um you know, one of the greatest holders and was leaving his own county and going out and and and, and supposed plowing a furrow in another county. Um it was a difficult thing, I think, for Henry to go out of Kilkenny to another county, and I would never underestimate that. And I think he needed to make a statement so. I think he went all out last year in the league to get good performances. We saw that against Limerick, blowing the Gaelic rounds which was blood and thunder. But I'd say he learned an awful lot from last year as well that, you know, ultimately you'll be judged in championship. And that's where the hammer does fall at the end of the season. And I think that um, definitely this year, they probably were doing, you know, trying out a lot of players. Like some counties didn't have a full panel of players at any one stage because there was a lot of, a lot of his panel were involved in Fitzgibbon for a large part of the season as well and didn't overload lads, I would suspect as well. But I think I think he probably knows he's probably best twenty players at this stage. Um and obviously he's got great help from, from Lally and stuff like that in the So um I I would expect that they should, they should I I think the home venue makes an awful difference in the championship. I think that has to be worth something to any team. And I think in year two for Henry, there's a lot of pressure on him. But I, I think the players will respond as well because he's a good manager. And David Burke confirmed it the other night. Like, you know, he's just an icon in the dressing room, and you know, no different than any good manager in the dressing room. The players will respect him, and and I think they, he will get the most out of him. I, I am expecting a win out of out of Galway, and I I, I find Wexford. Um, I think Wexford in a tough position this year. They didn't have a great league. There's probably more doubts than anything now, and this the one thing I, I. And when I'm coming around to the three teams, we'll be picking a monster. I'm probably going to give championship form. You know, probably from last year's championship, a, a good whip. Like and Wexford, were good last year, but I just I am worried about him. Like Rory O'Connor has played very very little, and and he was brilliant in the league last year. And there's a lot. of, There's a few teams that have players. They haven't a lot of game time under the belt in the league, and that has to be concerned for any manager going into the championship. I suspect, but would I that, would that, I would, that would
2: that really worry you, Mark, Like with some lads, like I, I, I understand the likes of myself now yeah. back in the day would have to have played four or five league games. Wouldn't yeah. have, you know, I need I know. The, the, the runs. I feel like in in racing terms, but like yeah, I, need... from clear point of view now, and we'll discuss that. We'll move yeah. on to it in a while. Like Shane O'Donnell won't be, but I don't really have huge. You no, know, we could be on Monday morning and saying Shane O'Donnell didn't get into the all or whatever. But like I, I wouldn't be overly concerned now on the Thursday about Shane O'Donnell not having a league game. Mm. You know that he, 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 he <clears> ultraly <throat> minds himself. You know he he's cool in his head. Rory O'Connor is younger, obviously, and, but.
3: It's a good lad, but they're, they're all all—they're all really top class players now. And I, and I suppose you are making the distinction between like there is an upper level there, like Tony Kelly is the best player in Clare. Shane O'Donnell will be in probably your top three or four players. Rory O'Connor will be in your top three or four players in, in Wexford, the same as Patrick Hogan will be in Cork. But like ultimately, there has to be that little bit of a doubt in the back of the head to say, listen, he has very little done, he's very little matches played. Now, ultimately, we all know that a fella's form and training is the key thing, right? And you'll always find a fellow is hopping in training and it's being able to trust that player to say, listen, I know he hasn't played a whole pile of league matches, but he's flying and training. You obviously will go are going to give him the benefit of the doubt. But... When you come below that level that you're talking about, Della, Della, you, myself, and I don't want half what the other two buckers, whether they were in that bracket or not, right? They probably needed a we run as well, not, we, <laughs> we definitely needed a couple of runs, okay? It wasn't, it wasn't to beat the handicap, it was just to get up to the pace of the game. So it depends what, it depends what bracket you find yourself in.
0: Yeah, Della, yes. I, think, I think the five week um, from the last league game to this weekend, like, what went on in that window? Like, let's say if, let's say, for example, Aurora O'Connor or whoever, like there's a host of injured players, let's say like some of Robbie O'Flynn and other players. I'm not sure where Austin Leeson is at and people that were here and do have injuries. <laughs> if if they were able to take part fully, right, for a number of those five weeks and they were able to play, because I would imagine that these counties would have had one or two challenge games, but they would have really kind of zoned in on one or two full 15-on-15s, if they were able to take full part in that and they were showing a bit of form, as Mark said there, I think that's going to be key. Like, I don't think you can miss all the league, right, and then miss most of those and then expect to play well in the Championship. But if you were able to get a block in there in that five weeks, and that's going to be very interesting this time around because certainly Wexford and Galway are two teams, are two of the teams, who had that five-week block. So the use of that and the timing of that is crucial now for this weekend. Like, getting that right, getting the pitch of it right and getting the transition from, let's say, like, it's it's, St Paddy's weekend was the last round of the league, right? That's a long time ago now, right? So, getting the pitch from, the transition from league to championship action and intensity of training, like, that's going to be massive. If if you got that right, I'd say you'll be, you'll be kind of happier this week for sure.
2: Yeah. And, from a Galway point of view, I know you'd be like, I, I'd be great friends of Brian Lohan and like Ken Ralph is my club mate. Which is before we had mobile phones, I knew more about how the Clare team were going when I was 16 or 17, yeah. than I do at the moment. Yeah, it's, look, it is wicked. Like, what from a Galway point of view, TJ is it probably a Leinster title as a minimum for this season? Like, second season, yeah, think, Henry tough yeah. year last year, obviously, personal basis as well. And you know, yeah. um, they're still. We're in the North ireland semi-final right there at the very death. Uh, So, you, you know, there was as close to Limerick as anybody was really. But um, do they need a Leinster title as a, as a minimum? Do they need Bob O'Keefe as a kind of a minimum for this year? I, yes. They're my favourites to win at uh, Leinster. Does he need to do that? And I suppose you need to be winning this one then early to, to be driving on towards that. Yes, for me, uh, with, with, with no hesitation there,
0: and like you said, there. But like, I, I obviously have been friends with Kevin and, and, and good friends with David, Brock, and Chantley. But no, no different to Derek. I would never ask like anybody a question in a setup or like I, I just wouldn't like. I said, we we'd have a general chat. I got, I got a confident vibe off David the other night. Like the good news for them is outside of himself. I think that, like, everybody's back. Carl Mannion's back. He's training. And, and the, the feeling within the camp was definitely positive. But, like, it's a bit like everything. They won't know no, no until the push comes to shove 50 minutes in on, on Saturday. But, like, really, I think you, you go into, I suppose, jobs, let's say high-profile jobs to win trophies. And, like, Henry would have had set sights in that. Like, like any have won the last three lengths of titles, definitely, they, they, they will definitely want to put some silverware on the table, give themselves a bit of confidence the beauty of, let's say, the Leinster side, maybe with teams that have maybe loftier ambitions would be, and, and, and I don't mean this kind of in, in, in a disrespectful way to any to any other teams, is they don't have to worry about, let's say, the Munster teams or they certainly don't have to worry about Limerick for the moment. They can just very much focus mm-hmm. on the Leinster Championship, go about getting themselves right, play against these teams, get a bit of confidence up, get to a Leinster final and win it. Then they're positioning themselves in an the Ireland semi-final where the picture can change, as we know. So, that's a big help. The The opposite side is, let's say, for a Munster team would be, you know, there, there's a possibility that if you play in the round robin against a team, that you play a team, let's say, in a Munster final. Like, you could have had to play, let's say, one of the better teams three times, whereas that doesn't kind of... It's not, it's not realistic for the Lancer teams. Yeah. So, to, to answer your questions, a very firm yes. Like, Galway, they've been, let's say, to the forefront like, today. They'd probably be on plenty of people's lips as... Real contenders to take a Limerick down. So for me, yes, they definitely have to win a Leinster Championship and put a medal on the table.
2: Yeah, and no, I suppose the inside tale will will be expecting them to be able to to, to deliver on that. Um, there, obviously, you're going okay with the Dublin Twenties yourself and Shane and and crew. Um, seniors, it it's a it's a it's a it's a tricky one, isn't it? No, the known it's a tricky one sometimes. Mm-hmm. Jesus, during my time though they beat us in a preliminary quarter final after we beaten in Clare and um, all. But probably going into it, there was an element of uh, we'd be okay and we're kind of half looking at Cork in the quarter final. And I don't think there's any of that floating around at the moment. There's you know there's no there's no Chris Crummy, there's no Callahan, there's no Rush Do You know what? it is been Noam and Dylan. has been a time of transition. Yes, we know with a full team with Owen O'Donnell and and. Uh, the Burks and you know what have you? Uh, Danny obviously still going strong. Um, you'd fancy they're good enough to to beat Antrim, but it is a it's the next step uh, naturally, kind of in Antrim's involvement mm-hmm. now under Darren uh, that they 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 take a scalp or two now in the championship.
1: Yeah, there's a couple of things I think from a the first point you just made in terms of the, the transition of players: Cromie, Sean Moore, etc., Eamon and Dylan. In many ways, I won't say the pressure is off me Hall on the boys, but it kind of it, it kind of almost takes the kind of spotlight away from, them. and that can be actually very. Found out in 15 when we made changes to the Waterford panel, we were kind of under the radar nicely, and and you know there's some good young players there as well, you know, and even Mark talked about the seven day rule. I'm sure we'll talk about it later. I think mm. Paddy Paddy Doyle has been outstanding for us in the 220 games, and we lose him on Saturday, and obviously Kilkenny will lose a few. We're playing Kilkenny, and Kilkenny will probably lose a few. And um, to, the, to the senior panel as well. So in terms of the overall structure in the championship, I'd be in favour of starting it a bit later in, in May, if you like. So that maybe the twenty could conclude and you'd have the boys would be able to play all under their own age. But that, that's another story. But that's yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. know. <laughs> <spills coffee> <laughs> <laughs> to, to answer your question, I suppose, look, I, I think you've said it already for forewarned, forearmed. I think there's a real seriousness about Dublin's approach going up here, and I, I think they'll do the business up there. And I actually, I like Dublin's opening two games in terms of Antrim and Westmead. They could have, you know, when, when we're coming to pick our three, the reason I've included Dublin, and I'm, I'm kind of preempting what we're going to be saying, is because I think they'll have four points on the board. And that four points, it just brings a bit of kind of, you're on the board after two games with, with Antrim and Westmead, and you have that massive game against Wexford in, in game three. And, and you could you could actually have six points, you know, after the three games. And, That's
2: in Parnell, Derek, as well, isn't it? That, That's
1: it. No, no, it's in Croke Park, isn't well, it? it's I in Croke Park, you're right, you're right. right, sorry. They're playing Westmead in Parnell Park, I think. So, I, you know, the vibe that I'm picking up on, again, like TJ, not asking much, you know, I've yeah. spoken to me, I met, I met Mihal once at one of the trainers that, that crossed over in Abbottstown. And I just, you know, he was very positive about the whole, the way the Dublin players were, you know, the, the commitment levels, etc. So spoke highly of them and that, that's the only conversation I've had with them now around the whole thing and um, I, I just think as I said there's a lot of expectation around you know when you hear banana skin enough when you hear a potential kind of you know
2: yeah. I
1: think that kind of feeds into that sharpness of your of your approach and I, I think Dublin are actually going to be very sharp on, on Saturday that that would be my expectation
2: Yeah yeah and a tough a tough place to go we, we expect that Kilkenny will have enough for Westmead I suppose in fairness to Joe um, he he's kept them in, in division one in the league and uh that'll be the target as well for 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 championship. I I take it that you know, while we've mentioned Antrim maybe moving on and, and trying to target that top three, as you said, TJ, still ultimately we, we probably have it in our head that Westmead, if they could get, get over Antrim, they, they might be able to stay in, 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 in the Liam McCarthy, which is uh tough going, but I mean it won't get any easier or won't get any tougher. Um then facing Newton Northern yeah, Park to, to play the Cats.
3: We're just coming back to the under 21 scenario there, right? 20s? It wouldn't
2: surprise
3: me, it wouldn't surprise me you now that if Kilkenny released the three under 21s or the under 20s to play this weekend to play under 20. Because I, I think know. like they'll have enough of it.
2: <laughs> I know, I know, but Derek Caselli hopes not. <laughs>
3: I know, I know, but this is is the thing about it, I suppose there is an assumption out there that the senior manager is just going to take the players, and I think if you're Kilkenny, you'll be looking, okay, our seniors are playing Westmead, if we can't win that game without the three under-20s, the most important thing is the under-20s win against Dublin at the weekend, and I think if I was Derek Ling, I'd be releasing the three under-20s to play against Dublin and get another two points on the board. They were beaten in the first round of the championship, and I think they need to win this game to qualify later on. So, for me, I, I, I think the communication between the senior manager and the 21 manager is so important now. It's what, for, what is the betterment of the county on any given weekend. And I think it's a good rule that, like, it's a way better rule than it was last year, where once you, once you played senior, you, you couldn't go back and play on the 20. So I, I, I think the GAA have been very good in trying to water down the rule that was there and leave the option back to the county itself to see what's best for the player on any given weekend.
2: Yeah, I, I just fundamentally disagree. I think Clare now 20s are, are dependent on maybe tonight's game to know where they're going. And, and, and uh, like Adam Hogan has been monumental. I mean, the job he has done marking the, the key men yeah. from Limerick and Waterford in the last few weeks... Yeah, um and then Brian L he's a definite to start on Sunday, so and I mean it's Tipperary at home. I know you, I may get your point, Mark, that they, they probably should beat Westmead, and he probably could do those yeah. uh turning and and uh what's he called done and hickey. He, yeah.
1: yeah.
2: And do they do they have to beat cheaty Derek in the twenties? No,
1: I know in fairness irrespective of where the four we'd say tier tier one teams. are are finished they'll all be back in a quarter final so if if, say if Dublin have two wins and if we were to get a win or even a draw we'd be one of the semi-finalists and the second team would be a semi-finalist and then the third and fourth teams would play the winners of Leash and Westmead and Offaly and Kildare if you like so Mm -hmm. there's still a route back into the championships which might sharpen Mm -hmm. Ling's kind of mind you know which
3: would influence it another way yeah
1: yeah. yeah, but
2: Derek is
0: harder to get out of it not, and get, in, and get oh, into, it, it, is
2: it?
3: Like, like that—that that sounds bizarre. The amount of the games that are involved in that under twenty
1: championship now. Yeah, yeah. I look, I look. It's it's um, look. It's like anything else, I suppose. When you're, the perception is that Dublin or sorry, Kilkenny and Galway would be kind of ahead of the rest, and the, the, the I suppose the follow-up or the or the the depth of panels would be stretched when when Billy Drennan and Timmy Clifford and. We'd say a Dunn, If they were to come out of the panel, that Kilkenny would have, you know, two or three All Ireland winners with with Kieran's to come into the panel. You know, it's 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 a it's a little bit different when you're coming from a, from a I suppose a different perspective. We'd be just we'd be just trying to keep the momentum going and get to a semi final, and then maybe the reality is you probably would if you got if you were lucky enough to get to a semi final, you'd probably end up meeting one of the teams that you might have beaten already. You know, in in it and and it'd be a kind of a different environment. So look. Just happy enough to kind of get the games under our belt and and, yeah. and keep keep working hard, you know.
2: Yeah, and is is monster the same as the minor then? Just to clarify for our listeners, mm-hmm. is that the top team go straight to the monster final, final, and the next two yeah. then semi final, semi yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I, I think okay. the tip the tip Limerick game is massive in that because I think Waterford are, are effectively out of both the minor and under twenty. So you know, it, it could come down to Tip beating Waterford by 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 more to, to to kind of you know to to. To go head to head on scoring average if someone was on the same points, you know, or not head to head, but to have more scoring difference then yeah.
2: than
1: um, you know, I know Claire uh, last Claire, night I they're on four points, is it yet? Yeah,
2: yeah they have two draws and a win, so on yeah. four. Yeah, 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 yeah. Be a tough way to go out, actually, if you <laughs> if you know you you didn't lose any of the first three games and and uh, you could still yeah, I know. So look, yeah, that, I mean, would it be a bit of a worry there just to throw it in there not putting it on the spot or anything Waterford's underage farm? It'd be a bit of a worry.
1: Yeah, it would it's probably a show in itself now, but I'm not going to open up yeah, too much. No, so, no yeah, no. look, look, look it'll be, be, it would be, would. The only thing I say is we're at the heart of it here in the school, and you talked about Adam Hogan. He broke, he broke our hearts last year in the Hardy Cup semi final, a game that we were three points up with two minutes to go. Two years ago, we were in the semi final against Middleton. Up, so I suppose we would feel we're working hard here in the school. Mm. You know, it's probably a, it's probably a definite worry in terms of the overall. Picture, but it's as I said, it's probably a show in itself in terms of you know, fingers are being pointed now. The usual, you know, when, when yeah. things are not developed well at minor or under 20, and I, I suppose just steady hands needed in terms to look at the overall picture more than anything else. Now,
2: yeah, sure, you'd only you'd see the bit of soft talk on social media, which is mm-hmm. very easy yeah. for the you know, yeah. the, hole yeah. in the wall fella so like to say, yeah. point this and that, and, and the other butcher sure, look at it, yeah. And, any, and then, like Claire's record at under 20 and, and 21 before that has been cruel up to this year and that's why you know i know turns turnsway and, and bugler have done massive work there with yeah. them and it'd be great if they got through i think in one way for, for just a reward kind of uh the hard work that has gone in and obviously uh turns being involved as well with Tulla in, in that mm-hmm. in the hearty team as well so uh, quality and, going
1: anthony quality going now
2: yeah oh top man top man quality yeah he would have been on the finish. panel nearly into yeah. my time now playing and uh Gasman as well, good character. Yeah, he's yeah, good yeah. and he's good. Spent a bit of time teaching in Kenny I think, as well, and would have picked up a few tricks and, and trades there. So yeah, that's that's the way that stands anyway. I think the minors done and dusted, except the the Cork and Limerick match has to be played and t- to see who comes top. Um, and you know, good good competition. I think our our tip saved our best for last against Limerick, and too little, too late, I suppose. Uh, didn't didn't just get over the line, um, but they Won't be going anywhere too far, you know. It's amazing, isn't it? Um, James Woodlock's was managing them to win the All Ireland only a few months ago and early in our heads, and now they're out of the, the All Ireland. It's, yeah. it's fine lines, like, yeah, that's where the format
0: is. There, I, I just think for 17s and 20s to get those number of games in terms of development, in terms of having a good look at the panel, in terms of even the future. Just as Derek said, there, like the underage is important now in terms of overall academies for all squads going forward to, to kind of bring them into it, give them a feel of, let's say, the requirements around, let's say, the lifestyle, S&C, and as well as players can make players in the future. I think you've got a better chance now of seeing, let's say, an under-20 player across three or four games rather than just seeing him in one game if just things didn't go right for him. I just think it's 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 better for the player, definitely for the club player, to get a real shop window to see can you step into the next level.
2: Yeah, last year Claire I think played eight games between, you know, they got them on the final and then yeah. back in and then eventually lost to Offaly, and all of them either streamed or on TG Um <laughs> It's amazing, like, isn't it, for sixteen, seventeen years? Yeah, get... and
0: it's a great picture of a player too, across across a range again. That's
2: it, John, yeah. and, and see the various improvements in in lads. And I would have, you know, be following clear, obviously, and so, and we had a couple of lads involved over over the couple of years, and to see their progress, uh, and see what it has brought to them in terms of Brian O'Connell asking them the questions. You need to do more of this. You need to, do more. and and now one or two of them are stepping up. Now they're out. They're allowed to play senior hurling now with the club, and we need them. And uh, just to see that development of where it has brought them, and it's, it's so encouraging now for us as a I, club, I, I, even. You know, if they never play yeah. a senior player, but the, the development of them as players already they've stepped I think it's in, going to be the cog
0: in the wheel for all counties yeah. you know, or, or, yeah. to get that piece right, to, to, to get your structure right, to find out exactly what you want. To, obviously, it's lovely to win. Must have championships in all Ireland at under 17, under 20. But the bigger picture, I suppose, to get that right and have everyone singing from the one page, that, that, that's
2: going to be a key factor in counties going forward. Mm-hmm. Fact, fact. Right, lads. Uh, Sunday, uh, monstrosity. Pat Ryan can sit down in us in the soft seats and uh, have a good look. I think Pat will sleep easy the next couple of nights where the other four <laughs> will probably be yeah. might have a twisted and turned it. He might sleep for, for the
3: post weekend, maybe, yeah. But yeah, I can tell be, you after that, he'll,
2: he'll be doing another twist in the to of Thunder tonight like there. He <laughs> will, he will, Marco, yeah. And uh, first up, two o'clock, uh, Mark. Obviously, Walford don't have a home venue at the moment. Obviously, doing the right thing with Watch Park being done up and but Limerick just to make the short hop to Turles is nice, isn't it? Even the Clare logistics, lads, and I, I would have said it was a big advantage last year. Clare, like the Northern us twice. Uh, Cork they don't have to go out to Cork they don't have to go to Waterford Waterford is thoroughless which is kind of easy enough for Clare and the Gelly Grounds like a home venue in lots of ways except obviously yeah. the, the yeah. strength of Limerick at the moment but logistics wise it, it, it's a fair headache uh, removed from a few of the managers with Waterford having to come to Torliss, and we all are used to going to tourless, sure. and um, it makes it that little bit easier I think for Limerick Mark can, can you see Waterford come with a curveball they're down Maybe one or two, three <laughs> crucial players. He, he I saw John Kiley in the examiner in the examiner on, on, on Tuesday saying we're expecting curveballs. Uh we have to be ready for what they throw at us. And no better man than Davy to come up with something different. Yeah, yeah.
3: Curveballs, murky balls, you name it. He pinks at us last year with the cock lady, so it doesn't matter with Davy in fairness, He could bring anything to the party. Um Personally, I, I suppose we don't really know where Waterford officially are with their injured players and stuff like that. So that's we're kind of shooting in the dark a little bit there. We'll give everybody the benefit of the doubt and stuff like that. Most of us normally are right when they come to the championship. They are physically fit. But what we do know is that Limerick are now shuffling a pack of twenty fellas and it doesn't matter who they put in and who they play, they still know the, how to get how to get the job done. They're really, really impressive, I'd have to say. Um I, I, I I'm convinced at this stage that there's nobody out there at the moment, um, can take them down. Famous, famous last
2: words, you know, whoever They're Kind of giving steps. out about you saying six in a row, they?
3: Yeah, which was done with started brain stuff that off yeah. and You yeah. carried it on, like, you know. So, yeah. in mean, fairness, we'll have to blame Dermot for that one. But I, I, I just can't see, I just can't see a weakness in them. To be honest about it, um. And I'm not blowing Limerick up. I just think they're a really, really brilliant team. And I take my hats off to them. Last year, they got a bit of stick from their league insofar that they weren't really added in the league. And then they came along and they won the championship. Um, they could have been beaten maybe once or twice in the championship last mm. year. Like Clare, Clare played brilliantly against them in the the final. Galway, with a little bit of push more, could have got over the line. But I, I think Limerick have done a lot that, that last year, Anthony. I think they're way far forward this year than they were last year. I think they're a better team. Obviously Keane Lynch and Peter Casey have been back in the be back in the fold as well. It's two two extra players. Cael Cockton has stepped up to the mark, has had a fantastic league as well. And then you have the young lads of O'Brien coming into it and Kahl O'Neill. They're they're coming in seamless, I suppose, in some respects, into the panel. So um I just find Limerick are in a really, really good place at the moment, and I, I find it very hard to see anybody taking him down. Um, I think Waterford, you know, a good time for Waterford. I, they're five or six of the best players in the country at the moment. But the league was patchy, different systems, different game plans. We were seeing bits and pieces here and there, and no different now to Cork at the moment. A little bit concerned, I would say, with what the starting fifteen is going to be, and definitely the team will, let, will not have played together um, at any stage, I think, you know, when, whoever is going to be picked in the first 15. So, there will be different systems, there will be different game plans and I don't know, is Limerick the team you want to be playing in the first round to be finding out whether your game plan works or not or whether your third, second game plan or third game plan works. I think would may have preferred a different first round in some respects and I know people will say you know, Waterford will play better out of Welsh Park. I don't really subscribe to that. I think Welsh Park has always been a fortress for Waterford. I go back to my time as a minor, and I give Dennis and great credit. He said to us in the first round, sorry, the first training session we had back in 1990, and it sticks out like a sore thumb to me. And he, said, he said, lads, we're going down to play Waterford in the first round of the Championship in Welsh Park and tell you this much, it's a graveyard for Cork teams. And as minors, we, I suppose, look no different to, to a lot of the, the teams in Cork, we'd have expected to win. And that's just the, the nature of the beast. But by mm. Jesus, we were haunted to come out of it. Remember Mark and Owen, do I think, is he De La Salle directly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was at that, Mark. He was pulled back. He was pulled yeah. back that day. And I think we conceded something like 319. We got 420 or something like that. But we were haunted. We went to the All-Ireland final after were beat by Kilkenny after a replay. So... We could have been out of the championship in the first round, and I said, the point I'm making to you is the home venue, whether it's Welsh Park or Fairfield, Waterford, really, really, the crowd gets in on top of you, and they, they have really played well there. Whether, whether Tullis will suit them or not, I don't really know. I just feel that the losing your own crowd and, you know, whether Waterford are going to travel in numbers. And what we're seeing now, like we went to the league final two weeks ago, or three weeks ago to see Limerick 17,000 at the match, there was definitely 15 or 16,000. <coughs> there was a very small scoring from Kilkenny, so like Limerick have a band of supporters, they're going to, uh, I suppose, outshout any opposition. I think in the championship this year because, it, like, they are just on an absolute high at the moment. The supporters love going with them, so I think it's a tall ask for what for this weekend, in my own view,
2: mm, Derek. Uh... Two weeks ago, I, I would have said that Austin will be playing. That was my inside uh, information, a small bit. Um, I it was a setback. I think around then uh, he was back flying. I heard in training, and uh, mm-hmm. he was. I know Dave, he was probably saying he was a serious doubt and obviously he had gone <laughs> off injured against Tippen. Um, but I believe he did have a setback, and he obviously he's out of the equation now for this one. Anyway, um, what can you see? Uh, what can he do? Like tiger sit. Obviously, which is best at you 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 probably molded that and but someone will have to pick up Keane Lynch then coming yeah. out. Daryl Line's the man to kind of do that and, and sit yeah. on him and, and hopefully Jamie gets on enough ball. And obviously there's a there's a follow-on oh. from that, I suppose. You're yeah, yeah. I'll be looking at Jack Prendergast line out kind of forward and coming out and then Kylie and, and Desi inside. Like the one thing is we were we were doing a bit of um analysis, you know, the crack like for, for Sunday mm-hmm. and for play to Liam. Is um, he said, I'll take Watford, I'll do, I'll do a bit of Watford I said, I don't know what you're going to do then because the league, we didn't mm. see he we, we didn't give away very much in terms of uh, a structure or, you know, Desi playing really, really deep And mm-hmm. um, I said, you've been nearly as well off looking at Wexford games for the last few years yeah. maybe to get an idea of what yeah. way they'll go about it but no doubt he, they've been away for a week, uh, they'll have trained together solid like for the five weeks no doubt they'll be, they'll be structured and ready like
1: yeah, uh, it's look. It's hard to know. Again, no, no repeating the point I made in that when you're out of the loop, your last text you'll send is to one someone involved to kind of find out what's happening around. You know, so you're kind of just picking up bits and drabs around your own club, etc. So, um, yeah, I think the second half against Tip will be the will be the will probably be the approach if I was to say it tactically. You know, um, so I think Toy will sit as an out and out sweeper. You know, I, I think yeah. that that's what will happen and. The boys will be man marked, i.e., Tom Morrissey, Gerrod Hegarty, Keane Lynch. I think they'll be. They might see Jack Fagan matching up with Gerrod Hegarty, maybe Caleb Lines matching up with with. with uh, and I'm not sure who'd be. Maybe Daryl Lines on the other wing. Just guessing now. And I think, speaking to Davy over the last few years, I'm just hearing hearing him even analyse things. He's always said that he he would like a team to push up on Gerrod Hegarty and them. You know, now they, they'll try and push up and yet leave Tied free if that makes sense. Which hmm. which which invariably you know better than anyone, will, will leave Barry Nash or someone free on the other side, you know, because there'll be a six against five on the other side. So I think what Davey will try and do is cover the six spots on the puck out. So on the, on Nicky Quaid's puck out, he did this with Wexford, a good, but he'd have the six spots covered, you know, so he'd actually, he'd have someone on Barry Nash, someone on Mike Casey, someone on Sean Finn or whoever the fullback is, if it's Dan Morris, whoever it is. And yet as the ball is in mid-flight, then Teigle, yeah, yeah, will find himself, you know, free or whatever. Now look, I don't know, is that plan A, B or C? And I, I, I wouldn't be, I'm not saying you're being dismissive now, but I wouldn't be as dismissive as the need for a plan to play Limerick. I think if you're in a dressing room, I think you have to acknowledge that you need something. You need the curveball when you're playing Limerick. And I think that's where, you know, so I, I I put that on the record. And if you look back two years ago when Water played Limerick in the semi-final of the All-Ireland, three years ago, I think. Liam Cahill actually played with Seven at the back that day. He played he played with Shane Bennett sweeping. Akeem Lynch was marked by Connor Gleeson, I think. and And mm. The first 20 minutes of that game, and I'm going to cling to this, and Mark is going to come in and say, sure, Jiz Derek, you were beaten by seven or eight points. In it. But the first 20 minutes of the game, Waterford threw everything at Limerick. And I would reason that they could have been five, six points up. But they actually went in, I think, level at the first water break. And Kiner did his corrective analysis, or whatever you'd like to say. So, And, and so I I think there's something in. Even if I go back to Liam Sheedy's first half performance with Tipperary, I would have seen Brendan Maher on the edge of the D that day, Dan McCormick picking up, picking up uh, Keen and, you know, bombing balls down on a two-man full-four line. So I think you'll see a bit of that. You'll see a bit of it, – it's it's whether they can see it and, and it can flow as well is the question, I suppose. You know, you, you want to be there. The balance, like we all try to look for, is not too prescribed and being able to kind of tear into Limerick at the same time, if that makes sense. You know, I think, to be fair to Cahill, I think Cahill was good at that balance. You know, yeah. I, I I think the last couple of games that, that we played here, I saw Liam, he was – Spiky enough in his interview during the week about you know, you know about the Waterford thing and how it how it ended. And I'd have to agree with him. Uh, Waterford were ultra competitive under under Liam Cal for for three years here. They were hugely competitive, all in final, all in semi final, and because they won the league last year, it wasn't the reason they went out with the championship. It just underperformed in two key games. I left the Gaelic Grounds last year on a Saturday evening, saying they'll meet again, and I think I wasn't on my own saying that. You know you know you know it, it, mm. met Limerick, so. To answer your question in a roundabout way, I think David, Davy, will, will definitely go with a seven at the back. I think he'll, he'll be even urging Thuy to get forward from the seventh at the back when when, when in possession. And the one hope I'd give Watford is that when Caelum Lyons and Jamie and Jack Penner, when they run with the ball, they run away from you. The Kilkenny boys, they won't run away from you, with all due respect to Kilkenny. Watford have genuine pace in their team. That's one thing I will say. You know, and, and to pity Austin is not available because he'd add to that pace, Stephen Bennett is quick too, believe it or not. You know, some fellas that don't look the quickest, they're very, very quick. And, you know, I think there's a bit of thinking there. And the thing about it is, and I'll ask TJ this, I suppose, is there any hint when you have Currid involved, when you have Knurk, when you have Coyley and Cunningham, is there any hint that the confidence, I suppose, in the air in in, in Limerick would would permeate its way to to the Limerick group at any stage of their development? Because it doesn't seem to, at any stage, they seem to be able to attack the kind of, the challenge in front of them all the time. You know, and I, I... so that's that's for me how Watford will set up. There's an air of pessimism down here, which I think will be good again for Watford. I think it's a free hit in comparison to last year in terms of the expectations. So funnily enough, I, I, I was on local radio here yesterday. And I just I have a funny feeling Watford could even be ahead at halftime. I'm not saying they'll win the game, but I, I think they will they will attack the first half in a really good manner, you know.
2: Is there a bit of scar damage there with this group of players and the Limerick group of players? And and you're right, they have rattled them. They have rattled them and, and mm-hmm. tore into them. And, and uh, even in the, the dark depths of, of COVID, that monster, final in Turles, mm-hmm. uh, being there and no one there, and a <laughs> the few of us that were working, and they really tore in and gave it a go and yet came up with nothing. Is that, is that a worry like that? And uh, Limerick... No, no. Yeah. The eventing now seem, Liam, Liam Sheedy would have said this on the night of the league final, they seem now stronger than at any stage I, during the last five years.
1: Yeah, and, I, and I agree completely with that point And I agree with what Mark said. Their brilliance is, and, and I like their orderliness as well. I'm making the point about the, the fact that they seem to be able to refocus ahead of any kind of possible, not hint of arrogance or hint of any type of. I suppose, relaxed kind of approach, if you like, that they're able to just target whether they do it with metrics through Sean O'Donnell and just say, these are our targets, and whether they do it with just a sustainable kind of flow and say, we're not having it, you know? And so, is there scar damage? I actually don't think there is based on the personnel. I actually, I'm guessing, right, that if you were in a dressing room, Anthony, or, or, or TJ or Mark, you're kind of saying to them, enough is enough now, you know, in terms of, you know, old-fashioned... I'm not saying bitterness or anger approach. That you're kind of. I think that's. I know it's. It's an old school approach. I know nowadays you have your tackle targets and you have all your metrics around your GPS. But you'd be hoping Warford will put in a kind of an angry, proud performance on 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 Sunday. That's you know and for you know some sometimes we we can go on tactically etc. But I'd be just hoping to see Waterford really just go at it all over the pitch, hunting in packs putting our bodies on the line. Old-fashioned language, I suppose, and and being able to see that manifest itself on the pitch. And I actually think we will see that. I actually think we will see that.
2: Yeah, You need need to get the bull feeling tugged out, kid.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He'll tell you his head is melted. (laughs) (laughs) My head is melted.
2: (laughs) We need a break, boy. (laughs) What a a guy. TJ, are you going to be a bit cocky? Or what, what story... Yeah, rings, like, uh, to,
0: to to be fair to John and Paul and the, and the rest of the team like they don't seem to do that Um, they've they've managed every situation to date really really well what, what, what's going to be interesting for me here right, will be the announcement of my team like, yeah, I, think, I was going I, to ask I, you it, that like, I was going that, to get that, you to tell us that. that that's going to be the first piece and to answer Derek's piece there about maybe um, like, is, is is there any maybe complacency possible to set in right? is, is, is there a possibility here as mad as this sounds right that maybe John could leave a Kyle Hayes out. Could he just start Colin Coughlin and to create that kind of frenzy in the A versus B to say, look, at this moment in time, Mike Casey, Dan Morrissey or Kyle Hayes, you're not in the first 15, right? Will I don't know who like because you missed the league final, that like, will start Barry Murphy. Like there, there, there's a possibility of that which would fix a lot of the questions Derek just asked there because those guys, no, Historically, we look back in the last four years, in Championship, the first 15 hasn't changed a whole lot. But there's a real option in, in 2023 now for John to maybe chance, let's say, like I, I think there's a good number of lads there already, like Richie English can play, Colin Coughlin can play, Barry Murphy can play, Cahal O'Neill can play, Adam English can play. So I'm just saying, it's, it's they, they don't seem to weaken the team. And what that would really do, right, would be it would really throw a shot across the brow of some of the maybe but we would say maybe guaranteed starters, and create that intensity in your A versus B. So that's one of the real advantages John has, and I'd imagine they'll use that well. Honestly think, like
2: you honestly think, TJ, that you know, it's most of the championship. Like, I know we've all limerick ahead of the posse, and we're all saying it's, it's two from four to make up the three. Do you honestly think like, he'd leave out a Kyle Hayes like, for a game like this? like? Like I I, I even Cody in league, his head uh, nearly went to the best fifteen, <laughs> like
0: you know it, it would be it would be impossible to think that he would. But I, I, I'm just saying maybe in the last like like they probably would have played a fifteen and fifteen last weekend, right? So coming hmm. off the league final, right? Like would Kyle Hayes have been on the B team, I'd say he very much possibly would have, right? So I'm just saying yeah, that's wanting a that,
2: training though. I mean I know we've all, we've know, all been but, removed to the B team but, in our day yeah, <laughs> for a kick up I'm in the that, arse.
0: I'm just saying, if, if 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 you want to maybe, I don't know, cement the hunger and the drive in the team, right? I, like, it, I don't think it's beyond the bounds of possibilities. Derek spoke about curveball from Davy Fitz, right? Is that John could do something like that within the squad just to throw a shot, especially in the first round. And there's another game coming six days later as well. Don't don't forget, right? And then the flip side, of it, like, the, the curveballs against Limerick, like, as mad and all as Davy is, and as I said, he, he will have his homework really well done, I think there might be a case for maybe even more than one curveball because, as Derek said there, when the curveball comes, right, like there's probably a reality that, in fairness to to Paul in the dressing room, he seems to have the ability to fix that curveball. It's like as if, you know, you need to have a second one ready to go straight away. And so, and and I suppose they're the things we're going to look for. And I'm going to be intrigued as to how Davy sets up. Like, there's no doubt that personnel wise, um, as we just said about the Waterford the individuals there, he does have players to go to with at Hegarty, both physically and, let's say, athletically, and, and like, he, he he does have players as well. Does Patrick Fitzgerald play? Is he too young? Like, he has, let's say, a sharpshooter in Desi. Like, the Aussie question is, like we were talking maybe on Saturday night, That would he play a Twin Towers approach? Could Mikey Kiley and Aussie play in the full forward? End? And could you see Plenty Ball bomb down? So there's a lot of tools in, in, in Waterford that can be used in different scenarios. So I, I suppose that's it. And if he has galvanised them in a way that he can do sometimes over the last five weeks, I see the merit of what Derek is saying there, that you could see a real... Do you know what I'm saying? Throw the shackles off and have a right cut here for, for what it, it is a free throw, like there isn't many people giving them a chance. The, the, go back to Limerick for a second. That transition from league to the first round of the championship can be sometimes a sort of a challenge because the second half of the league wasn't really there was no intensity mm-hmm. there. So managing that and getting the A versus B. And I just think that there might be something from Limerick in look, just let's, let, let's let's look at that first 15. And let's put the skids under a couple of these guys here. Not that this is needed. And instead, in fairness, they're, they're normally well-focused. So that, that's it. But look, John's in a great position. It, to the best of my knowledge, everybody's available for selection, which is huge. And that will cause him a couple of headaches. Like we were even asking the questions tonight, is, is Is there a possibility that... Possibly one of Limerick's most consistent and, let's say, versatile players in Dan he might be playing. Is that is that a is that a distinct possibility?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, God, he'd be so valuable to so many counties around the country. <laughs> People who think they're yeah. contenders <laughs> to be in an All Ireland final, and you know.
3: But even embarrassment of riches, like you can you can leave out Declan Hannan and um, Will O'Donoghue and Kyle Hayes in the league final and you can slip in and Tom Morrison, you slip in four for the seamlessly. Like Declan Hannan has been center back in that team, you know, for the last five years, and Dan went out center back and just fit it in seamlessly. So like I, I think TJ, you know, if, if Dan was very sick for the league final, whether he'll be fully, you know, and the fact that the matches come in such a short period of time. That's why having a strong panel is so important as well, because you can afford to leave out a couple of lads and they won't weaken the squad. So you're in a really, really good position, TJ. That um, that you, you went into a league final without four regulars and didn't affect the team. So that's that's another worry or a concern yeah. do, that's taken away from do the I'll tell
0: you, Markie, Do you think that TJ is like league form as we know it uh, historically? hasn't been the best form to go on. Like, you go back to the Championship form right. last year, and, and, and I do take yeah. it that Peter Casey and Keane Lynch are back, and Keane has a big effect on the team. Like, but, like, the points you're making there about when players come in, the team plays really, really well. So then that kind of counter-argues Peter Casey and Keane coming back because the guys who were there were doing great jobs anyway, right? Like, Carl O'Neill played last year in Championship games, and he scored four points in play. Would Keane have contributed four points in play? Possibly not, but he might have contributed in a different way. So you can't say that they, they, they would have been significantly better so, like, I, I suppose that the championship last year, if you look at the last couple of championship games that Limerick played, it felt like the pack was closing in championship, right? Like, this year, yeah. it was possible, right, that if Limerick didn't win the league game against Galway and Salt Hill, right, that they wouldn't have been in the league semifinal and wouldn't have been in the It's only when they got there, they pushed on. So, it, 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 yeah. there, isn't, there isn't a bigger gap there, I think, as you're making out to be, right? If, if Let's say if Limerick hadn't got to the league final, what would you be saying today? You'd be kind of saying something a little bit different. So I, I, I just take the league form with a little bit of a pinch of salt, and I wouldn't be getting yeah. carried away about yeah. it. And I think that that challenge and transition for the boys, they do seem to do it really, really well. So it will be interesting. And Derek's point about the possibility of Waterford having a chance to be in five, six points up at half time, like you, you couldn't rule it out. Like,
2: get out the fiddle, Mark, for him there, will you? I, I, tell this, I, I was above I was
0: above.
3: It, I, was above, it, I, was above it, I was above the premium, and I met four fellows from Clanny Kilty that were from Limerick, right. And one of them says, to, he turned to me, he said, "Jesus, he said, I, I, I'm really worried about it today. I think we could be turned over by Kilkenny." And I'm just saying to himself, like, you know, <laughs> we're ten minutes out now, right, from the league final. A couple of knocks. The, 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 the water's filtered through. Henin is out. Kyle Hayes is out. The Terminator is out. Tom Hickey is, or Tom Morris is not playing. And all of a sudden, it's a big concern. And then you go on, you win by 11 points, you hit 20 wides in the course of the game, and they hardly even the supporters look keen. Lynch just go up there and grab the cup there, and we move on to the championship. And Paddy McAuliffe is, is trying to find a few quid to pay TJ <laughs> from all the money he's going to take him off. From like 10 to one to win the league, win Munster, and win the All Ireland. I'd say he's starting to panic a smile a little bit now. He's trying to pay it down, but you're untouchable, TJ. Untouchable. There's nobody untouchable, Marco. We're going to see some surprises
0: in this championship, and as I said, I'm looking forward to see. Like, in fairness to Davy, down through the years, he always comes up with something a little bit different. He does have sort of a free shot here. Like, he did a bit of tinkering in the league. I like. I wouldn't be getting carried away. I, I can tell you that.
2: I'll tell you what I see is you, you're going to need Derek Mike Kylie to catch the bloody ball, no matter whether he's on Finn. Mm-hmm. Casey, Morrissey, or Nash. He's going to have, if he gets the ball up there, he's going to have to A, and he and can he catch the ball. Oh, he's yeah. well able. Well able. Yeah. Well able. And Desi, will, Desi will, playing will, off that. F- with
1: Stephen Bennett, Stephen Bennett with him up the top. I'd
2: say he could be further out, could he?
1: I'd say he'll be wing or centre forward. I'd say Desi and, yeah. and Mikey Coyne will be the two inside, but I, I Desi will probably spend time out around too. You know what I said? that kind of. I think he will be out around at times, but I think. Davey will, will probably bow to a bit of pressure to have him inside as well, you know. He kind of, yeah. you know, he he'll, he will he'll, he'll, he'll kind of, you know. And I think he'll. There will be a bit a slight change. I think you will see sharper, quicker deliveries at times into the into the two boys, I think, you know, I think I, I do think that that will happen on 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 Sunday.
0: Moldwater water Yeah, heads, him, mold yeah
1: Dillo, just one other point, like which is tricky, I suppose
0: for. Let's say all teams, like there is a championship still to be played after this round. So it's 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 a matter of kind of maybe trying to get something going. Like like whilst the result and everyone would like to win, like for let's say for a while, for if it didn't go their way, they need to make sure because then all of a sudden in a very short period of time, they have another big game coming. Like so there's there's a small little bit of that too. Like even with the likes of Ozzy, if he wasn't let's say if he if he if he got him back to eighty five or ninety percent, would you play him or would you say, Do you know what? So when, maybe the week after, if he's hundred percent, I'll waste. So there there be questions
2: too. Yeah, yeah. He could be out of the championship to following Saturday night. You never know. Um,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, look, Would you? I, 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 couldn't rule it out. Like. <laughs> no, you could. I, t- <laughs> uh, I hear you, and 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 there's a feeling on this, and you kind of touched it, director. That it's a free shot in one way for Watford, and yes, you'll pick up the pieces on on uh, Monday and say, "Come on, now, lads." We have to get two wins out of three for sure. If not more, maybe two wins in a draw. Sunday, lads, then, you know, um be a bit lonesome to be in the hide, but glad to be working, I suppose. But um, it's, it, it is it is a different feeling to me in that I honestly think the losers of Sunday may not come out of Munster. Uh, I, I do think that both counties have vested a lot in this Cahill has got a good mention already, and we didn't even talk about Tip yet. Uh, and like he seems to have reinvigorated them from last year. They definitely gave Limerick their best game of the year so far, if you like. Well, Cork beat them obviously in the first round of the league, but in the later stages, you know, as we moved on into the, the longer days and that, um, and they come to Innis and, and you know, Clare in Innis, we, we, whether we're up or own asses are not talking about Innis being worth a few points, us but. Uh, you know, I'd like the thought of it that you wouldn't let the likes of tip come in and and uh, yeah. there's been an edge Tipperaries play. I've I've said it a few times on, on, on the podcast, and uh, there'll be an edge, I'd say <laughs> it's four o'clock. And uh, it's gonna be fascinating to see the clear response, to see Thomas Walsh, I think, his refereeing. He's and as noted as a lad that likes to let it flow a bit. <laughs> I think mean, we, we could be in for a cracker. Mark on, on 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 Sunday four, yeah. especially right, both games, I think, you know, we can really look forward to seeing what water will bring to the equation earlier, but this one is kind of tribal and it's sort of I've a feeling there's a winner take all element to it. <laughs> you know.
3: I will say this, I think I think most of the teams in Munster when they see tip of the first round is their opposition, I think they're always licking yeah. their lips like whatever reason, I don't know if getting bet old. Tip Yes. Yeah, that old a little bit of a going over. like, But, I mean, we all love to have a go off a tip at the first round. But I, I think from the first, uh, when the draw was made, Anthony, I think Brian Lohan would have been very happy to have Tipperary above in Clare. Now, that said, I think Liam Cahill has come in and done a magnificent job with them. Um, like, what we saw so far, the Munster Senior League and in the National League, I thought Tipper really, really good. And what they showed to me was the spark was back. Their hurling is never in doubt. Jesus, like their touch and their stick work and their ball work is just phenomenal. And their handling is excellent. Um, my seven TJ looked at the league semi-final. We were lucky enough to get a good look at them up close and personal. And they threw the kitchen sink at Limerick. And they were really, really good. And I think it was, it was Barry Hogan was in goals. He was brilliant in the, Like His hookouts were brilliant in the first half. Now, Limerick, to be fair, upped it in the second half. And they took it to them and, and, and obviously turned them over convincingly in the second half. But there's enough in that half an hour, I think, in that league semi-final to say the tip are back. How good they are going to be now, Anthony. And I and I and I would agree with all the, the contributors so far. I think we'd be looking at last year's championship as maybe. There is a difference between championship and league and you know, even though Tip could have beaten Waterford in the first round in, in Welsh Park last year, they, did, they didn't get over the line. But they are definitely a wounded animal. And they'll be eyeing yourselves, Anthony. No so different than what I said earlier on, they'll be happy enough to just clear that they'll get to the first round rather than, say, getting maybe a Limerick or, you know, somebody else. Today. But for me, for me, I don't think it's a winner-takes-all, Anthony, because I mm-hmm. think there's a lot of games that will play out I think, and I'm making a strong view on Limerick, that I think they're way ahead of the pack at the moment. And I understand that lots of teams will have a goal but whether they'll be able to get over the line. I think all the other four teams outside of Limerick will potentially beat each other. And I do think that the matches, the last round of matches, will. I don't see dead robbers coming into it at this moment in time. I think this championship in Munster will go down to the last number of games as to who's going to fill the... The positions at the, the number two and the number three positions, but I, I think I don't, I, I don't see a whole pile between the teams, Anthony. It's, it's tip for me trying to recover pride of place, and it's Brian and I think, in his fourth season saying, you know, we're concentrating on the championship, we're concentrating on the first round, it's in Ennis, our own home patch, we'll try and have a full panel of players together and we're going to try the kitchen sink at at Tipperary and like, there won't be any team will, will need to get up for Tipperary. They will be ready for them. So, like, look, for me, I, I actually think he'll get over the line, Anthony, in that game. And I think the home venue will, 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 will have a lot to play with it as well.
2: Yeah, well, going, going on what you said, like about Limerick being way ahead, and I, I actually think client to agree with you. Um, like, if Clare lose this one, on the Saturday night, with no points from four, you know. And uh, So that, for me, from a Clare point of view, it probably is nearly a must win. I, I agree with you, there isn't much... Between between the other teams, there isn't much on a given day that could beat each other. But uh, yeah, he, he he seems to have invigorated. I, I was a lot made Derek of, of Mikey Bevans's training as well, and and how good it is. And even uh, a few lads last night, they were here from the well. um It's good crack actually. They were playing in the Clare hurling golf. Fair play to them, TJ. You give him as a hand out. Denver Morrissey and the crew, the O'Gradys, and uh, good like lads, etc. Uh, good lads, good crack. Uh, but they were on it, came up at some stage, Beavens's train, and one of them had been involved with it, with some team. And you know, so the, the, there is a new there is a new bite to tip Derek, uh, um, seems to be anyway. Uh, but obviously, it, it, you, we said about forewarned with Dublin going to Corrigan Park, like Claire, no, like the, the tip are going to come all fired up and uh, after the parade could be even interesting to watch for a few seconds there <laughs> uh, so look from a clear point of view there's no nothing. there's no hidden stuff in terms of we saw what Alan Tynan brought to the midfield the last day against Limerick in four points and the aggression he brought And like I mean there's no David Fitzgerald there so that, that that has to be matched head on now look at you probably lucky enough that you have a cotton Malone or someone that won't be phased by any of that but I uh, it's the makings of a cracker in lots of
1: ways, isn't it? Yeah, it's uh, that's probably the game of the weekend, though, to be honest with you. Like in terms of um yeah, I just got you know, I was I spent all day yesterday doing out a kind of, you know, who'll beat who over the four weeks trying to, you know, trying to add up the points mm. and the similar to yourselves, I suppose. And and um yeah, look look at the changes I suppose that have been made. If you go back to clear and Tip last year, where where Tip left the prairie of space in, in for, for clear to kind of, you know, I suppose negotiate and manipulate and and they had they had the whole of Turles to themselves, really clear for for long periods of, of the game in, in Torlitz. So, Breen has been an addition pace wise. Obviously, we're not sure, not sure yeah. of, the, of the location, but I think pace wise, Brian O'Mara is an addition to the backline. So I'd imagine yeah. Kyle Barrett and Ronan O'Mara and Johnny Ryan will be three others. I'm, I'm guessing. I'm not sure who the other wing back will be. So the backline has improved in terms of just and I I, I would watch Cal's teams closely over the last couple of years when involved in Waterford. I won't say they're defensive, but but because they've scored a lot, but they're very well structured generally in terms of yeah. shutting, shutting down an opposing forward line. So you could be coming up against, I'm guessing, McCarthy, Rogers, Shane O'Donnell, Tony Kelly, Peter Duggan, and you'll know more, Anthony. I'm not sure about young Meehan. Is he is he back training or what's He's back
2: training, yeah, but he yeah. won't be ready for this one, I think, there, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. And, and like, so David
2: Reedy is the sixth David one. Reedy, Reedy.
1: Sorry, sorry. Yeah. David Reedy. And that forward line is potent as well now. So for me, it'll come down to, the back line that can have the best shutout on the on the day, if you like, you know, that can keep it as condensed as possible and, and tip have dangerous forwards that can hurt you, you know, Jake Morris will Bonner play, Noel McGrath pulling the strings, but for me, this, I don't know, I just don't know how to call it really, you know, 11 to 10, 10 to 11 I think is the betting on it, isn't yeah. it, and, and it's it's just very close, part of me is thinking that Cal will get a Sheedy type performance that Sheedy got there two years ago or three years ago, you know, in, in was it nineteen? I think in, when Sheedy went to Ennis with it, with it, with a Tip team that were, you know were just so fired up. And I think Tip are going to be extremely fired up, ready, well prepared. But I think the Clare, if Clare, if Cleary and them can can do their job as they have been doing, and, and they've been written off time and time again, I think there's a proud Clare backline there as well. And if they can hold the Tip forwards, I think Tip Clare will have enough in their forward line to hurt the Tip backline. You know, it's particularly yeah. if Shane O'Donnell is on point. I may, uh, you made a point earlier on that. I read something during the week where someone spoke about when he came back to training last year after the concussions, that he was just completely on point straight away as regards his whole approach, physically, tactically, you know, technically, whatever you'd like to say. So, I just don't know. It's it's a very hard one to call, but it's it's. I I think the home venue, and I think I think Clare will, will get over the line, and I think they need to as well. You know, they need to. So yeah. so,
2: that's my feeling. Yeah. Yeah, that's my feeling too. Uh, Tiege, it's a it's a pity one of them is on Saturday night and the other one Sunday, yeah. that so we could be at both. But um, it, it, it is a I think I, be, I believe there's plenty of tickets circulating. that tip tip are not travelling maybe in the numbers. I think a lot of the tip fans are uh, a kind of after last year maybe they nearly want to see one hand on a cup before they're going to commit to go on in in huge numbers. Um, but uh, and obviously look. In a compact and and uh, known well to the Clare lads. You know, it's, it's, it is, as Derek said, it's very difficult to call it. We know the Clare six backs. Derek has given a fair fist at what the tip backs will look like. You'll, you'll have Cleary and Conlon. You'll have Dev, David McInerney. You'll have Jimmy uh, Ryan. You'll have Adam Hogan now, who will be the step up from last year. And you'll have Paul Fanagan. I take Rory Hayes. I know he's going well and he's pushing as well. So, um, Shane he also pushing a bit of cover, but it's a very difficult one to call, isn't it? it? It could be a break either way or a, a you know, a bit of luck.
0: Yeah, I think the old phrase of uh, maybe the, the Monster Championship in the GEA, this is huge. I I, I think <laughs> it's a huge game for Claire. I I just think that um that Lohan can't afford to lose this one. I think with his the way his fixtures are are falling. I think I, I think given the way their league form panned out, um and it is, let's say, a poor league, let's say well, one was a poor league form, but a, a mediocre league league form and then really good league farm for Kyle in his first year. I like the way a Tip went about scoring goals. I think Mark was right there that there was a hunger about him. Like, is 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 there a question mark in terms of the old ages and piece about that? They had Noel McGrath at eleven and Bonner at 14. Is that a negative? Like whatever they're, they're very experienced, like we all know what these guys have done, superb hurlers. Um so, yeah, like, I, I, lo- I looked at across the, the whole Munster Championship and there's two games for me that absolutely stand out and Kyle is involved in both of them. This is one. And the other one is the last game where, where Tip play Waterford, uh, where we've got the Cahill and Davy, and the, what went on in the league. And this was said and that was said. I just think that they are two standout games. Um, I, I think maybe this might be number two. I think I, I just have a picture of that the two boys are playing for, let's say, one of the places in the three in the last game. And that could yeah. be one of the most important championship games. And it could be maybe the game of the year. But to go back to go back to this one. I I like the tip forward and I like the way they went about it. As Mark said there, the goalkeeper for tip their movement in the puck out. like To get like players like Brian O'Mara, who's been unbelievable for you into that back line, that's a huge plus. And every structure. I think Dan McCormick as well, Derek, has been one of the backs, has been playing right half-back and has been kind of detailed, maybe, along with Brian O'Mara to pick up one of the danger men. And that's been working quite well for them. So that, that, that'll be interesting. Like Jake Morris, on his day, has been scoring goals. And, you know, that first half performance from tip down in Nolan Park... I just think that they're getting back to where they'd like to be from a tip point of view. Declare clear the fence, I'd have a small question mark. I'd be one of those people that's been iffy about them, Derek. And I just think I'm going to come down and decide a tip that I liked what I saw from Cahill and what I saw in the league. And and I think they're going to sneak that place. And I said, huge, huge game and one is really looking forward to. I'd like to go to it. As you said... The way the structure, I, the, the, length of, games and the of games on Saturday, the Munster games on Sunday. Would you split them? Story for another day. But it's a game again. You'd like to see, watch the setup, see the structure. What are they doing? But yeah, and again, like as I said, Lawns had
2: five weeks. Yeah, mm-hmm. huge game. <laughs> it's been good. I believe it was a great match against Galway. I think it was uh last Monday week. I think uh, yeah, I think it was a very good game, good workout. But. Yeah, I'm gonna. I wouldn't rule out a draw, actually, in this one. But I, I, I am. Um, then that's it. on the fence now. But I do think Claire will eke it out. I think they know what's on the line here, and I, I think you know. I think I think they'll they'll they have to win it. I think. No, obviously there's three more games to be played. But um, yeah, give us give us your three lads in the provinces. We move it on because we're an hour and uh, 18 minutes, and Larry will be giving out to us if we go over the hour and a and half. And we have a bit to catch. cover, and you have got to go as well. I know. Give us your tree in each in each province. Uh, TJ, I go with you. Who's who's going to come out? Champions yeah, and the I, other two. Champions I, and the other two.
0: I'll, st- I'll stick. I, I, obviously, in Munster, I'm going to stick with Limerick. I think they're in a great position. Have an Just those, you those, give those us a plans. spiel
3: there that everything could be gone wrong
0: with Limerick. There a few ago. I know. I, I'm just saying, in fairness to the boys, they won't count their chickens. I I I, I do think. I think there's an opportunity for John to maybe just uh, kind of. Just to do a little bit of tinkering with the team and, and put a couple of challenges to maybe guys coming back. I still think Limerick are good enough to win Munster. I think they're ahead of the pack in that sense. So I'm going to go with them as the champions. And the two teams I've picked to go with them are Tip and Cork. I know, I know, I know you're going to say to me, and go with the traditional speak. Again, I am probably I've stuck a crack for the last two or three years, and I said to Mark, "I'll leave me down this time. I'll never i never pick you again." I've, I I mean <laughs> it I mean it I mean to I mean don't know bracket with Davy. I I really am. I think as I said, if 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 it was a horse looking at farm, this I, I don't know. I don't know. So
2: okay. Leinster, PJ.
0: Leinster. I'm going to go with Kenny, Galway, and
2: Dublin. Don't okay. Interesting. Derek, you're Munster champions and your next two.
1: Um I'm gonna go with Limerick as the Munster champions. And I'm gonna go with Claire and Waterford. And and I'm basing on the fact that I think Waterford will lose the weekend, but they'll beat Cork the following Sunday. The benefit of the first game. And I think I think you could have a situation where three teams are on four points. Going, TJ. I think okay, you could
2: a nice have a minute, you know you're under pressure. You'd get, get I think I think you could
1: have Limerick on six. Claire Waterford. And possibly if Tip were to beat Waterford in the last game on four. So I think yeah, you could have three teams on four points. So I think it could come down to scoring yet with those for the second, third spots between the, between the three. Um, I think Kilkenny and Galway in the Leinster final and Dublin as the third. Okay, okay. Marco?
3: Yeah, for for me, Leinster, I have the um, same finalists, but I think Kilkenny will win it. And I think the third spot, I'm going to go for an outsider this year and I'm going to go for Antrim for the third spot. Uh, in Munster I, uh, Yeah, I, I like the underdog situation And uh, I think a lot will revolve On who will win that first game in Corrigan Park Antrim and Dublin um, I think Antrim's form in the league has been good uh, Neil McManus and uh, Kenny Clark have been excellent for them as well So whether they can step it up in the championship now Is the big question mark uh, Just like the outsider scenario uh, Anthony uh, In in in, in Lentz, but I, I think the two buys on their land Galway and Kilkenny in the Munster scenario, I see um, I see Limerick winning Munster, and I think Clare's farm last year in Munster uh, merits uh, the, them being in one of the three. And I'm going to, I think Cork's draw, the draw scenario, the first two games at home um, could be hugely influential to them. Um, you know, we don't know what Waterford uh, what's going to happen with Waterford this weekend. I, I think if 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 you know. If they put in a good performance against Limerick, um, they're obviously going to come with a lot of confidence in Cork. I'm hoping that Limerick will, 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 will put up a very, very big performance in that game and that, that, that Water might come on a bit of a low to Cork. And you'll be hoping that the home the home game for Cork and a home game against Tip, that you could be in a position to have the first two games one and eight. That's why I'm going to give Cork the third position.
2: Okay, and I'm going to go very much like last year. I think, I think, I think the same three could come out of Munster. Yeah, hard to call after Limerick. Be honest, though. Uh, I think Wexford will still do enough. I think Dublin's transition. I don't think Wexford or probably or Antrim are ready yet to to to, to beat a Wexford. Um, I think Wexford will, will be third. I think Galway will win Leinster. I think they kind of have to, and I think they will. Um, so they, and the same three in Munster, I think I think Clare, Cork. At will win winners, I think. Um, so yeah, well, we don't know. We it's easy to predict Limerick, and after that, it's kind of, isn't it? it yeah, it's but I, azim- I,
3: I, I think you, I, I think you can throw a blanket over the other four teams, to be honest about it. And yeah. we won't really know until we see the performances. Um, you know, do the home, but like you have to go back and the championship form last year. Clare were really, really good. Anthony and and I don't think you put any time into the league this year, I think you've totally concentrated on getting yourself right for the championship. And, you know, your championship form was very, very good last year. And your your younger lads are a year older. And I remember speaking on the podcast last year, and I thought physically, he had developed uh, extremely well in 2022. So I I expected you will strip an a lot better in 2023.
2: Yeah, what worries me a bit is, is some lads were badly out of form in the league. And, you know, while... A team can be maybe not flat to the mat. Individuals never go out to play bad, really. You know? And there was a lot less just mm. off farm who were marquee guys last year. What's, what's sustaining me is the form of young Hogan in the 20s mm-hmm. stepping in, Ed McCarthy back, and a fully fit Mark Rogers. I think yeah. that gives you three. David Fitzgerald is a huge loss. We we'll know more Monday morning for the show. I anyway, know that's for sure, um, mm-hmm. on all that. And just to keep it moving, let's Fergal Horgan. We were hoping he might join us. Hopefully, he'll join us in the next couple of weeks. He's a huge loss, gone, Mark, in in, in terms of you know big day refereeing. And uh, it appears to me, look, I, I read John Milan's piece actually in in another paper there uh, last week. I think it was, and I thought, thought it was interesting. He has a lot of big games got in the last few years. You know. Um, and it just struck me as if there was a kind of a lack of communication in the whole thing uh, that, you know, look, Ferg, you'll be there when we need you later on there or there, thereabouts, you know, obviously depending on tips, involvement as well. And we are trying to develop refs and Thomas Walches and Deshaun Stacks and all these guys. They need big game time. And it just strikes me as it was a little bit of a lack of communication. I don't know that. I'm dying to, to have Fergal on to yeah. ask him, you know, his yeah. Statement was kind of damning of the whole system, really, and uh, yeah. and the pressure that they'd be under, and, and 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 not getting games. Then, and not you know, he spoke about yeah. a lot of which issues, and, and... yeah,
3: yeah. The co- co- just a couple of things that stand out for me is, is the first thing, anyway, this is happening in the middle of the season, which is never a good thing. Um, I'd always yeah. like to see if, look, if there's an issue, let it be ironed out at the end of the season, and if it was not for me going forward, well. I can, you know, hang my hat and 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 I've done my bit and stuff like that. But I don't like to see anybody coming out in the middle of the season and pulling out. And I suppose the finger pointing and all that kind of stuff is isn't great either. Oh, look, Nathan Wall stepped away from the game last year as a referee, and he was only a young referee into the scenario. And I think he cited similar issues as well. So there has obviously has to be something in there. I made a point in in the Woodlands last weekend, like that. You know, it seems to be a football led. Uh, appointments competition. I think Matthew Duffy's in charge of it, so we'll be coming from a football side. So and I know that Don Log has been very outspoken recently about you know the the the, the incoming president would be pro football and stuff for like that. So <laughs> I think hurling in general needs to um to mind its own house is what I would be suspecting, Anthony. And I think that the GA would possibly have to look at setting up you know a refer- a hurling referees committee that is, is driven by hurling referees um only and um and I could be talking out a turn there I but just I'm gonna just pick up snippets and stuff of like that. But I, I think it's a shame that we're losing Fergal Horgan. if there's backstories or, or, or something else behind it, I don't really know, but you can't be losing a fellow his quality in the middle of the season. And yes you're right, he has ref three All Ireland finals, but he still was, you know, prepared to do the job and you know, is an excellent referee and you ask the players, you know, he'd definitely been the first couple of players to referee a match like so. Um but no like if if it's a lack of communication, you know, or a lack of respect and stuff like that, I don't know. Like it's it's just a shame they will lose a top class referee and there's probably more to it the season, I I would suspect.
2: Okay, yeah. And even Derek is one of the ones we, we've been through there over I see a memo has come out to all the county secretaries from Crow Park, uh, from from Tom Ryan that hand passing now is going to be scrutinized. I'm watching a couple of the underage matches during the week, it seemed the emphasis is on. I know I can see you, I can see your face, kid. We've been yeah, down this I'm road, sure, I've
1: probably been a, a lone advocate of it. I I, I, I just feel that, there, for instance, Carl O'Neill's hand passed in the league final was a perfect hand pass, you know, you know, like they, I, 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 there's a couple of things there. I think I, I wrote about it a few weeks ago, so. Sometimes when they're falling on the ground, referees don't realise that they have the skill set to hand pass it. when they're on the ground. The, the the one around the corner, we say Will O'Donoghue did a brilliant one in the league semi-final where, where the, the, the hand is up and he goes around someone's body and gets it away, but he's still yeah. getting a hand pass. I think they're inclined to give a free for that because A, the opposition managers are shouting through it, through it. So you're, you have loads of this going on as well. So I know what way it is. You know my stance on it. I just hope that the brilliance of Waterford and Limerick in terms of transitioning the ball quickly, is not blown up every two seconds on on Sunday next because all be it, I, I actually lip read Paul Deweyre for one thing and he said to to Carl O'Neill too fast, too fast. So <laughs> you know that's exactly what he said. Now I I I I went back now you know how fastidious I'd be, Anthony. I went back yeah. to kind of look and I said, "What's he saying there?" And he said, "Too fast." So for me, it still came off the hand in a quick way, and I know I'm a, as I said I'm a probably a lone advocate of that, but um, I just feel that these guys are. Are are able to transfer the ball so quickly and skillfully that they should be they should be kind of rewarded for it. I suppose you know as mu- as much as anything else. And I'd hate to see Limerick's little transitions or Waterford with four or five running in packs on so- Sunday being blown back for something. So look, look, I'll, I'll, that's that's. that yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, I, you know uh, how I feel about it. Well,
2: I'm with you on it as well. I I just don't want to tune in and be at games and and, and see just a pile of freeze and and the frustration levels there is the odd blatant throw that you yes, have to yeah. say you know yeah. and I, I think that's what to they, they look for the blatant throw don't be looking for the
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know the blatant non you know look for the definite throw don't be looking for the one you think you can yeah. convince yeah. the crowd you know I think that's that's the key to us to keep things moving lads and uh, hopefully we get Fergal on it'd be great if we got him on I'm sure he will come on with us he's been on before uh, for a chat about all things uh, GA, yeah. because uh, can I just good. say,
1: Anthony? Can mm-hmm. I just say, he like he, he refereed our final in seventeen. I, I just found him a top class communicator, and yeah. we have an L program in school here, transitioner program, where we do a refereeing module, and himself and Paul Adair and Fearnus they come onto the module, and they talk to the lads about refereeing, etc. You know, transitioners that are thinking about doing refereeing, and to a man, like all the boys in school here were, we're you know wholesome in their praise for for the two referees. So. You know, sometimes yeah. things are done, unseen work behind the scenes that, you know, with schools, we have 1,200 boys here, we'd have 120 in the programme, transitional programme, and they all spoke really, really well of 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 both, both Fergal and, and Paul in that sense.
2: Yeah, and Fair Play, when he was on with us on, on on the pod, like, he was great, it was just a mine of information, he put us right on a few things, Marco, <laughs> that, we, that we yeah, thought, yeah, yeah. it's interesting, <laughs> you know, you get to take on it, Um so, lads, fantasy as well. Get your teams in there. Um, Landers has a new committee there now. Derek set up to pick his team. Yeah. Patrick he's <laughs> dropped. Um, so, and he he is gone now from just being a league team. Uh, he's the league champion, but he's also the double is firmly on. He's a bit of a limerick now. So, a few days to get the teams Derek, in, lads. Um, obviously, we'll have Derek, to be for, for, for Friday evening. He left
3: out a piece there. He's back to back
2: league champions <laughs> well, yeah. got that. No, back to back yeah like the defending well uh, TJ's the defending and... championship champ- champion one so. championship
3: yeah we're going for him now we're coming for him now
2: yeah but at least I suppose with the league two weeks out from the the championship uh, a bit tougher on the lads on Rua to promote the fantasy I think you know but there's a great chance now the few yeah. days look at it it takes a half an hour maybe to sit down yeah. and uh, yeah, yeah. put in your a community. team. If you, that's the hard part, is putting the look, in a team. It's easy making make the changes right tonight.
3: And what and what about Owen the, the, the um Kyle, the, Um you meant to win uh, the, the house in the manager, Kyle. What, what, what a mean? win. What,
2: he- I know he won a he won a uh, house in the in the, the for from is it from yeah. from it... yeah, yeah. yeah. You let none, you don't know his name, and you constantly send the WhatsApps <laughs> over and back team about changes and strategies.
1: Yeah. Like, you know, once you found out on that, like, no, 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 I have to put my hands up and say, I was in Fontenay there a few weeks ago, like, they helping out, and I met the guy involved, chaps involved in the fantasy, so he sent me a password and a username. Yeah, yesterday in advance of today's show, so I'll get going on it now overnight.
2: Right there, right there. We look, <laughs> we look forward, to, we look forward to that. Um, as we said earlier, lads. Um, from Monday on, uh, the podcast will be available and the football show on Monday exclusively to people uh, who subscribe to Irish Examiner. All the details are online there. Um, uh, great value, I think. An awful lot of content, you know, between articles and podcasts and everything we there's a massive, a massive uh, amount you're going to get for your subscription, so hopefully we, we, we big uptake on that. Uh, any progress, Marco? I see Katie Tay popping a hurdle or two.
3: Yeah, yeah, she's
1: are
3: there back handy in hurdles, do, Mark. Yeah, yeah, they're small enough at the moment, and I hope she'll be able to um, take it over the bigger ones in time. But yeah, great to see her back though, and. To be fair to Patrick Mullins and Willie and and the team beforehand as a minor, I said she'd be ready to run. I'd say Anthony, in the next four to six weeks. So uh, we have three three with Willie Mullins this year and two with Jim Baldwin. We actually called out to Jim and have a chat with him. We said we'd wait till the first round of the championship was over and then we so called out and we have a chat Have a chat about wet <laughs> we- to and see how they're going. So, um, but I like it's great value, two hundred euros, all in, no further expense. Great days assured, a uh, bit of crack, bit of fun meeting the ambassadors, couple of yard visits along the way. And then if we can get some su- su- success with the horses as well, it'll be great. But, you know, uh, as we said the other night, Gilly signed up and Aidan Tierney signed up. So we have a couple of uh, good lads involved and really looking forward to, uh, to the year ahead.
2: Yeah, in fairness, I'd be slagging Gilly about uh, pointing up to 200, but he'll be great, crack, if we can get him mm-hmm. to the races. <laughs> he'd, be, he'd be super ah, fun. He he uh, just, let a special on the fantasy, Butler hurlies again, are our our, our, like um, our, pri- our prize uh, givers, I suppose, the, for our winners. Um, Hurler in the ditch, lads, for our listeners, he has to be taken down there, you know. We can't <laughs> find him to give him his prize, because he's anonymous <laughs> on Twitter, so, uh, no, lads, thanks to Butlers, as always, oh. they, they're just great... Um, just top class, yes, and, and, and you know, they're, they're flying it. Uh, anything else, lads? Fogras, yeah. I have a yeah. quick one. Right. The Holy Family School, uh, the convent, as it's better known as, maybe in town, the Holy Family, right beside the old ground, lads, literally three minutes' walk from Cusick Park. There's a fiver in there. They're trying to build a new Astro uh, pitch for the girls there. So um, they'd they, they welcome as many supporters to go in there. And it's very handy. Andy is literally the link, the new link road over to, to Cusie Park is right beside it. So, um, great spot to park your car at the weekend for a five or safest so houses and out, and for a near the roundabout, then to get out mm-hmm. onto the motorway. So, um, that's just my only fogger for this week. I hope I'm not forgetting any, anything else you wanted to get through. Yeah, I just, just, just
1: Anthony, I suppose. Yeah, you know, Craig Green lost his life there in the last week or so. Uh, it was, was great, great water, man, and never met the chap. You know, but no more than, than when you're from Waterford, I suppose, with John Tracy or John O'Shea or John Milan or Ken McGrath or any of the great players over the years. You, you follow their careers, and you. And he's his cousin of Sock, actually, his first cousin of Stephen O'Keefe, who played in the goal at Waterford for years. And, and you know, as I said, similarly to the, to the Bromhead family, you know, during the year, just you know, listening to the coverage of the funeral all week in Waterford. And I know Davey actually had him involved in over the last few weeks, he had him in speaking to the to the Waterford boys you know you often get fellas in from the outside speaking to the lads and just everything you hear about him said in 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 at local circles and national circles here is supposed to be like a top driver obviously top but a top guy and it's supposed to be a lovely lovely chap all together and you know it's just a tough week for everyone in Waterford so send on our condolences I suppose from and from ourselves I suppose more than anything but just just from afar I suppose that we're thinking of the family you know their 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 family are living over not too far from my own uncle there and and you know Tough week and and tougher times ahead. So I just wanted to kind of acknowledge it, I suppose, in in, in public circles. I suppose.
2: Absolutely, Darrell. Well said. And I uh, saw some of the coverage, and he, uh, some of the top commentators on the motorsport, couldn't say enough about him. Really, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. I didn't actually know him myself. You know, th- mm-hmm. that, wouldn't, that wouldn't be a big supporter, maybe of watching that. But uh, he came. Everybody had nothing but you know that he was yeah. a, a, a hugely p- positive personality as well. Uh, Marco Enting. Additional,
3: yeah, yeah. two, two Frogras there. Okay. Jory Ahern, there, from one of, of Cool Moore's finest, was on to be there during the week. Um the Fe- Feathered are having a strictly blues uh, dancing night. Jory uh, will be on the MC for the evening. There's four clubs involved the Feathered LGFA, Feathered GA, San Regis Camogie, and the Feathered Juvenile Club. It's on Saturday, the 29th of April, at the uh, Clan Akody House in Feathered. 7.30, doors open for €25, euros, a great night assured uh, uh, for everybody there. So best of luck to Jory on the mic and, and, and all the people involved in Feddard. And there's another one there, Connor from Kinsale GA contacted me during the week. They're doing a draw for a house uh, as well in Kinsale, a house worth €360,000. The tickets are hundred euros and if you win the house, you can take the cash equivalent of 320000 so, um, I mean, we've seen across another, a lot of the, the clubs there uh, started out in Roscommon, but we see our own Kahal winning the, the house in Fermanagh. You know, this is a really, really popular thing as well for 100 quid. You could have a mortgage free house there, which would be a bonus in today's with all the people that are looking for houses, the rent and all the people being kicked out of their houses. Um, if you spend 100 euros, you might win a house. And, it's and, it's and you starting. could be going to sale, of all places. One of the yeah. finest. Pounds in
2: Cork. I I take the three hundred and twenty. I think, but um... <laughs> would you advise? No, and, and you you're a good man and all that. Would you advise us to hang on to the house and let us mature for a year or two and be collecting
3: half a million I'd, maybe I'd, two I'd, years I'd, 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 I'd hang. I'd have to check the tax situation with selling a house that you want for nothing. And if I could take the house for three hundred and sixty and sell it the following day for three hundred and fifty, I think I'd be trying to
2: do that. I <laughs> you know, I know, for hundred quid, anyway, it wouldn't be bad. <laughs> so lads yeah, That's us I think uh, Until Monday Where we'll know A whole pile more We'll be so aware Of who's going well Who's not going well The best to look To everybody Starting out Championship 2023 Magic time of the year I would like it In three weeks time But it's on this weekend yeah. uh, So we get on with it And uh, we look forward to it And uh, Saturday and Sunday We'll be locked on And we'll talk to you all again On uh, Monday Great Thanks guys you. Mind yourselves Monday
1: a grain of rice. A, a, a grain of rice to tip the scale. Just remember that. On, There's a small bit of a needle there. Now, come on, Mayo. You've got to get Andy Moran into the game. Our mission wants to the show. Then we're no longer the
3: whipping boys of Munster.